News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and uh, and uh, KHMO listeners, wherever you may be listening, on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin. Welcome on into episode 117 of On the Mark on this uh, January 8th. First ever episode in our new studio, and uh, i got to take my headphones off because there's a slight delay, and it's freaking me out. Okay, so let's get to it. Uh, we got a jam-packed show today. There's so much going on all over in the world of the NFL, mainly uh, with the fact that the playoff picture is could be chaos uh, by uh, by the end of, uh, of tomorrow night. Uh, so many interesting storylines. The only things that we have settled uh, in the AFC is basically the fact that the Chiefs, the the Bengals, uh, the Bills, and, and the Titans all have won their division. That that's it. You have the divisional winners, but all the seeding could change uh, for the divisional winners. Tennessee has the one seed now. They may not have the one seed. Uh, NFC, it's basically the same. The only thing we know in the NFC is Green Bay has the one seed, uh, and that Dallas has the four seed. Pretty much everything else is up for or up for debate. I mean, uh, we know that Tampa is going to host a game, uh, but LA and Arizona could flip. Uh, there's so much going to we'll get into. We'll get into all of that. Uh, also uh, on the show today, college football playoff. Why, if you're not a fan? of Georgia. If you're if you're a Georgia fan, root for Georgia. I get it. But if you're a fan of any other team, I'll tell you why you should root for Alabama. Uh, and then, of course, Aaron Rodgers made a lot of headlines this week uh, with some uh, uh, back and forth with a Chicago sports writer who is an MVP voter. Um, we'll get into that. And then uh, some really quick stuff to end the show. Super Bowl possibly in Dallas. Uh, Antonio Brown, uh, Kyrie Irving back. Kind of, and what they, the Nets could do with Kyrie heading into the playoffs. And finally, Big Ben. Uh, if we have time, we'll get some thoughts on Big Ben. Let's jump into it. Hespin headline number one. Let's look at the NFC and AFC playoff pictures. So let's start with the NFC. Like I said, the only thing we know right now with the, with the NFC is that Green Bay has the one seed and that Dallas is locked in at the four seed. We know that. That is set in stone. Everything else is completely up for debate. Um, as we start to play out uh, the games in Week 17, uh, if games go the way I think, uh, there's going to be some movement here. Uh, let's start with the Rams. The Rams host the 49ers. I, I mean, it's as simple as this. For the Rams, they can lock up the two seed and they can basically kick the 49ers out of the playoffs with a win you win and uh and the and the and the saints win then the niners are out they're gone you don't have to worry about the san francisco 49ers and the kyle shanahan run offense in the playoffs uh the niners looks like going to be starting rookie quarterback trey lance in this huge kind of must win game for the niners to kind of seal the fact that they're being uh them making the playoffs listen i think the rams are motivated they're at home, 
Matthew Stafford uh, showed a lot last week in the second half of that Baltimore game uh, to claw back into it, get that W in the second half. He did not play well in the first half, played great in the second half. I like the Rams to beat the Niners. Um, locking up the two seed for the Rams. And it's really important for L.A. Because for L.A., um, they're the type of team that I think they could be a Super Bowl team. Like I think they very well could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl over Tampa, over Green Bay, over Dallas, over Arizona, over everyone else. But I think the only way that's possible for them to do that is for them to be playing as many games at home. Uh, so getting the two seed and then hoping that someone can upset Green Bay and then all of a sudden you're hosting the NFC Championship game in your building, all of a sudden I could see L.A in the Super Bowl, and so for the Rams, I think it's really, really important for them to take care of business, take care of the Niners, and hope that maybe the the Saints can uh, beat the Falcons in Atlanta and find their way into the playoffs. Uh, You know, for Tampa, they have an easy game this week. They're hosting... Carolina, I think you're going to see a really motivated Tampa team to prove all this Antonio Brown noise is just nonsense and won't affect them. And and I think you're going to see that. Um, Listen, Tom Brady's getting called out by Antonio Brown. If we have time, we'll talk about the end of the show. But the last thing you do... uh, if you're in, in my opinion, if you're Antonio Brown, is poke Tom Brady. I mean, he put his neck out on the line for you. The only reason you had a uh, place to play the last two years is because Tom Brady was putting his neck out on the line for you. And you treat him like this. I think you're going to see an angry Tom Brady. I think you're going to see a, a Tom Brady that is out there to prove, hey, listen, I was willing to give Antonio Brown a job, but I don't need Antonio Brown. Um, I think they're going to put a hurting on Carolina to wrap up this uh, the, uh, this uh, regular season. I think you'll see Tom Brady sitting by the second half of this game because we have such a big lead. He's going to come out and be very efficient. Uh, and then Tampa will rest a lot of their starters in the second half. Listen, Tampa knows what's at stake for them as well. If they win and and uh, San Francisco upsets L.A., they get the two seed. Now, I don't think Tampa needs the two seed as much as L.A. does. We saw Tampa win the Super Bowl last year when they were a wild card team. So I don't think it's necessary for Tampa to get that two seed. But certainly, do you think Tampa would like to be in the same spot that I just said L.A. was in, where if someone upsets Green Bay and Green Bay, they get to host their way uh, to the Super Bowl? Obviously, I think so, and I think uh, you're going to see a Tampa team that has a lot to play for, not only seating-wise, because I, I I, mean, I do think it matters to them, but I think they want to show the world that, like, listen, the Antonio Brown stuff's behind us, we're motivated, we're focused on the end goal, and that's winning back-to-back Super Bowls. I'll take Tampa to win over Carolina and uh, put themselves in a great position to possibly have that two seed. Uh, Going down the line, Dallas. Dallas plays against Philly, and I think you're going to see a Dallas team uh, that uh, is also very motivated to prove going into the playoffs uh, that they are uh, they're playing good football and that loss to uh, that loss to Arizona last week at home was something to maybe not exactly uh, worry too much about I said I, I'm not high on Dallas I, you've, you've heard this all year from me I think Dallas is a one and done you know they have a home playoff game if they play Arizona I think they lose I think they will play Arizona because I think the Rams will take care of business I think I think Dallas is home is home and they lose to Arizona next week, and, and they're out. I, you know, they, they really, really hurt themselves in that Arizona loss last week. 
Because if Dallas could avoid Arizona, if they could play Philly at home, if they could have played uh, New Orleans possibly at home, even San Francisco at home, I like their chances a lot more. But Arizona in that building with Kyle, Kyler Murray, uh, the, you know, Kyler Murray's 9-0 in Dallas. It's the, the weirdest stat ever, but from his high school football championship games to games that he played with Oklahoma and now in the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, he plays big in his home state of Texas uh, for the little quarterback, and I, and I just think that's a bad matchup for Dallas. I think they'll take care of Philly. Uh, if Philly wins again, that doesn't really do anything for Dallas. Dallas is locked in the four seed, so either way, uh, let's say that Dallas wins, and uh, as I'm on the ESPN platform machine here, uh, they take care of it. Uh, for Arizona, uh, they could be upset by, by the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think they will. Uh, again, I think that was a great win for them in Dallas last week. They want to be playing good football, and they want to put themselves in a position they're going to be playing at the same time that L.A. and San Francisco are playing. So they know if they win and San Francisco pulls out the upset, then they jump all the way up possibly to as high as the two seed, depending on if Tampa wins or loses as well. Arizona could get the two seed. I think Tampa wins. I think Arizona wins, but I also think L.A. wins, as I said earlier. So Arizona locks himself in as a 12-5 and team, a very good team, uh, as the fifth seed in the NFC going to Dallas as the fourth seed. That's how I'm starting to see all this play on out. San Francisco, obviously, I have them losing to, uh, to L.A. I have Philly losing to Dallas. Philly locks in that seven seed until I do think New Orleans will get the win in Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta is shaky right now. Their offensive line is bad. This New Orleans team has everything in the world to be playing for. Sean Payton usually gets his guys up for games like this. Uh, listen, I, I, I mean, Taysom Hill has a lot to prove, uh, but he played well last week coming on back. I think that uh, New Orleans will sneak a win out in Atlanta, and they will end up in the seventh seed when it's all said and done. So in my NFC playoff predictions right now, I have at the end of the day on Sunday, I think you're going to see Green Bay has one seed locked up. I think they'll take care of Detroit. No worries. 14-3. and three. Um, And then you're going to see L.A. at the two seed at 13-4. and four. Uh, Tampa at the three seed at 13-4. and four. Big win only because uh, the L.A. beat Tampa earlier in the season. So, again, that head-to-head matchup comes into play there. Um, and then Dallas, the four seed. Dallas will host Arizona at the five seed. Um, early thoughts on that. I think Arizona wins. Philly is in Tampa as the sixth seed. I, Tampa takes care of Philly. New Orleans is in L.A. as the seventh seed. And I think New, uh, uh, New Orleans has no shot in L.A. against the Rams. So uh, I, that's how I feel about the NFC going in through week, the first ever week NFL 18. Uh, you listen on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. Alright, let's take a look at the AFC games. The AFC is just fascinating. There's so much that can happen all across the board in the AFC. There is very little uh, that is set in the NFC. Seating-wise, pretty much nothing is set in the AFC. Uh, So let's start off with the fact that... 
Well, listen, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you have to be really disappointed with that loss in Cincy. Um, Cincy's a good team. They have a lot of offensive firepower. Again, if I'm Kansas City, I'm not really scared of anyone except for the fact now that Derrick Henry could be coming back, and by the time you end up in Tennessee, you could have a healthy Derrick Henry playing at home uh, after that bye week. And if you give Tennessee that opportunity, they're a physical offensive football team that can really control the line of scrimmage. And that is a little bit concerning. They're also a veteran playoff team right now. This group is a veteran playoff team. A third year in a row, Ryan Tannehill and this Titans team will be in the playoffs. And uh, and so they know what to expect, especially if they get Derrick Henry back. Now, Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills are the other veteran teams of the playoffs in the AFC. Um, I expect them all to get wins the first time they play uh, in the playoffs. Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Chargers, possibly the Raiders, uh, and I would include this new this New England team as all new to the playoffs because even though New England's only uh, missed it for a year, it's a rookie quarterback with a lot of new pieces with this New England system. So let's go through these games. Well, I think Tennessee takes care of the Texans. I think they they lock up the first round by at twelve and five. Um, they put themselves in an incredible position to make a run. They have uh, listen. I've been a doubter on Tennessee on and off because I think Tennessee's. You no problem ever since they lost Derrick Henry was that what is their identity that Brown is back healthy um, can they get Julio Jones healthy uh, with this first round by I think it's going to be inc- an incredible turnaround and you can see a whole new Tennessee Titans team the Tennessee Titans team we expected it to be if they have Julio Jones if they have AJ Brown if they get Derrick Henry back healthy and the bye week could do it for them because of the fact that the Ch- Kansas City Chiefs lost uh, to Cincinnati and, and you know what Kansas City it's not embarrassing to lose in Kansas City against a very uh, I mean in Cincinnati against a very good Cincinnati team but this is the problem when you start a season off three and four. You put yourself in such a hole, you have to be perfect the rest of the year to get that one bye week that the NFL gives in the current playoff format. And it's just asking too much even for a great Kansas City team to be perfect all the way through the remainder of the season. I'll take Tennessee to lock up the one seed with a win over Houston. Uh, if we focus then on Kansas City, listen, I think they get a win today at Denver. Uh, Denver... Um, uh, they don't have much to play for. Kansas City knows that they want to put the pressure on uh, on Tennessee. I think you'll see Patrick Mahomes again sitting by the second half. Uh, you're going to see a, a Kansas City team um, that uh, comes out, jumps on an early lead, probably Drew Locke playing for uh, for Denver. Let Kansas City's defense get a little confidence, get a pick or two, get a sack, a couple big sacks, and they'll take care of business against Denver, locking up the two seed for them. We go through the rest of the AFC slate. I think the, uh, the Bengals roll over the Browns, they lock up the three seed. I think the Bills take care of the Jets, they lock up the four seed. I think the Patriots take care of the Dolphins, they lock up the five seed. And then it gets down to the really fascinating stuff with can the Jaguars beat the Colts? The Jaguars have beaten the Colts and in Jacksonville, I think like four or five years in a row. I just don't see it happening this year. This Colts team is an offensive juggernaut with with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Their identity is so specific. I think uh, Indianapolis will have um, – it will be a closer game earlier than you think. I think they'll get the jitters out. Jonathan Taylor will run for a big touchdown or two. And in the second half, they'll run away from the Jaguars. But it could be looking interesting uh, throughout the first half. I will say if the Colts take care of the Jaguars, it does – 
also, I think, save the NFL from what could be a, a weird, weird um, Sunday night football opportunity because it is possible if the Jaguars win that all that the Chargers and the Raiders have to do in Sunday Night Football is tie, and they both make it. Um, it would put both organizations in a weird spot because you say to yourself, do we just take knees and let this game run out and we get we both get in? The goal is to make the playoffs. The only way to guarantee you make the playoffs by playing that game is to a tie. The loser will go home. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen because I do think that the uh, Colts will take care of the Jaguars and avoid that embarrassment. And in so doing, Chargers at Raiders, winner gets in. I'll take the Chargers. I started the season by predicting the Chargers would be 10-7 and and winning in the seventh seed in the AFC. I'm not going to back off that now. Uh, Listen, the Raiders deserve a ton of credit. This game is going to be in uh, Las Vegas. That crowd is going to be insane. Uh, Derek Carson, an incredible job getting the Raiders to this spot. But I just think on a Sunday Night Football, Justin Herbert, they have more playmakers. They have more uh, of a defense than the Raiders do. I'll trust the talent and the and coaching of Brandon Staley, even though he's a rookie, over the uh, Raiders. So, in the AFC, I think by Sunday night, you will be looking at the Tennessee Titans at 12-5 and as the one seed. The Kansas City Chiefs, uh, a nightmare matchup for them, hosting their division rivals who beat them early in the year. The Chargers is the seventh seed uh, versus the tw- uh, second seed, 12-5 and Chiefs. I think it's a nightmare matchup for Cincinnati as they host uh, the run-centric uh, Jonathan Taylor-led Indianapolis Colts as the sixth seed versus the three seed. And then a nightmare scenario for the Buffalo Bills is the four seed, 11 and six hosting their division rivals, 11 and six New England Patriots. If this is the way it plays out, wild card weekend in the NFC, I think will be boring except for Arizona at Dallas, but the AFC will be absolutely fascinating with all three games could go either way. I could convince myself that the Chargers take care of Kansas City. I could convince myself um, that the the Colts will, will roll over Cincinnati or that Joe Burrow and Cincinnati will play with a ton of swag and take care of the Colts. I could convince myself that Josh Allen and the Bills will uh, out score New England or that Mac Jones New England will run the ball down Buffalo so to control the top and win, uh, clock and win. It'll be fascinating either way. Um, love, love, love the possibilities of what we got for Wild Card Weekend. Now, that being said, all it takes is Miami beating New England and all of a sudden all these matchup change. For Raiders to beat the Chargers and all of a sudden things go chaos and they're different in the char- and the Raiders are in Buffalo uh, on, on Wild Card Weekend. A lot is at stake here and it's going to be a fast first ever in NFL history week NFL 18. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, uh, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family giving back, that's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. So excited to be teaming up with Cunis Honda Hyundai again, heading into 2022. Uh, I'm in the Cunis family. I trust Cunis. Uh, you guys know the story about me getting my truck from Cunis, and I'm uh, so excited for them to be part of On the Mark in 2022. Stick around. When we come back, I'll tell you why. Unless you're a fan of the Georgia Bulldogs, you need to be rooting for Alabama on Monday night. It's On the Mark, News Talk 1070, KHMO. On our first show and the KHMO mobile app. 
Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. Welcome on into the show. If you're joining us on Facebook Live, it may look a little different. Uh, we're, you know, trying testing out some new studio looks and uh, hopefully uh, keep working on it uh, and, and just improving it. And it's very exciting to be in the, the new home of KHMO. Also, uh, you can follow me if you're listening on Terrestrial Radio. That's great. Follow the show on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Or if you just want more sports content from me, to reach out to me. Let me know uh, what you think if my my predictions are dumb, or if you uh, or if you love what I'm talking about. Either way, I, I love talking sports with anyone who's who's who wants to talk and will listen. Uh, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Mark Hespen. M A R K H E S P E N. All right, college football playoff: uh, Georgia versus Bama, the rematch, and. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, that uh, I feared, and one of the, two weeks ago, the in the last show, I predicted I was hopeful in predicting Michigan versus Alabama. And, and the reason I did that is the same reason why I'm it, – it's the exact same reason why I'm going to tell you right now. If you are not a Georgia Bulldog fan, if you just uh, – if you're a diehard Georgia Bulldog fan, you root for Georgia. But if you're a fan of any other college football team or just a fan of college football in general, you've got to root for Alabama this game. And it's the same reason why I, I was hopeful that it would be Michigan versus Alabama. The point – the core of this is the fact that – Having a rematch in the in the championship game that is not a rematch of like a Pac-12 versus an SEC or a Big Ten versus a Big 12 that maybe they played earlier in the year, that it's an interconference rematch, it's not great for college football because it's really regional. Alabama and Georgia are, are the heart of the South in the Southeastern Conference, and it excludes what, you know, if you're just a regular football fan, how are you living in Idaho or in Montana or in California or in you know uh, in Minnesota, parts of the country, New York City. Why? What is the real draw to this game? It feels southern. It feels regional, but. The uh, the the thing that can draw you in, and we as college football fans from across the country, myself is a is a self proclaimed Big Ten fan and a in a, in a Midwestern stalwart in that way, is that if Alabama wins and wins convincingly like they did in the SEC championship game, what it sends a message to the rest of the college football world is, besides that dynamic. LSU team from a couple years ago with Joe Burrow, that the rest of the SEC is not that much better than the best of the Big Ten, the best of the Big 12, the best of the Pac-12 when it's elite, an elite Oregon team, and hopefully where USC gets to, and the best of the ACC when you saw Clemson. That there is one dominant mega program that you just can't touch, and that's okay. It's okay for college football and us as college football fans to be like, you know what? You just can't beat Nick Saban. You can't beat Alabama. They are that good. There, it's a dynasty, and dynasties aren't the worst thing in the NBA with the Warriors, um, with the Celtics, uh, you know, in the in the Lakers in the in the eighties and sixties, uh, with the Bulls in the nineties. Dynasties are okay. 
Bay with the New England Patriots for 20 years uh, because that sends a message that, you know what, you have just an all-time great coach. And in college football, we, it's what we have with, with Nick Saban. Um, but if Georgia wins, and Georgia wins convincingly beats them, what you with the message it sends to the rest of the college football world is, no, listen, it's just the SEC, and the SEC is so much better than everyone else uh, that it's why even bother, and it's not worth playing. Uh, if Alabama wins and beats Georgia handily like they did, uh, or even just wins and you know pulls away for a touchdown or two, it sends the message that Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. The dynasty is built in Alabama when it's harder than ever to build dynasties with transfer portals, with NILs. He's that special. He's that unique. And it just, you know, you can't blame Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, USC, Oregon, Clemson for just not being able to compete because they're just that big of a juggernaut. And you can't blame Georgia. You can't blame Florida. You can't blame LSU for not being able to compete consistently because they're just that big of a juggernaut. It is bad news for the business of college football if Georgia wins and then all the SEC fans can just sit there and say, the SEC is that much better than everyone else. The, the college football playoffs should just be SEC teams and never let uh, Cincinnati in again. Why would you even rank Michigan above Georgia? SEC, 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 SEC. They already have that right in a lot of ways because SEC put such a be- uh, Georgia beat such a beating on Michigan. But if Alabama can turn around and beat Georgia, it gives the rest of the college football world, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the, the the Big 12, some legs to stand on to say, no, it's just Alabama. Alabama is unique, and on any other given day, the best of the best from other conferences can beat and hang with the SEC. They are not that much different. They're not much that much apart. I also have been arguing on this show for almost three years, two and, you know, two and a half years I've been doing the show, 117 episodes. That you should not expand the college football playoff. And we saw it there. I mean, how brutal was that to watch Alabama just completely toy with Cincinnati for four quarters? Cincinnati at least kept it close because Alabama just couldn't score. They were, you know, but they dominated from the 20 to the 20. It wasn't close. And how bad of a game was that Georgia versus Michigan? It was embarrassing to watch. It was brutal to watch. Uh, credit to Jim Harbaugh and the way Michigan handled it throughout the game and then the post game as well. They they took it on the chin and they they did their media obligations and kudos to them. Another reason why I'd love Jim Harbaugh to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears uh, as long as we get a new GM as well. Uh, But uh, I just had to slide that in. I will say this is another example of why there's no need to expand the college football playoff. There's just no need. Uh, you, you let the four best teams, who barely have two other teams to compete with the two best teams in the country and Georgia and Alabama. They were the two best teams all year. Um, you know, Ohio State, maybe you could argue the way they won uh, and the way they score, they could have at least been able to score more against Georgia than Michigan did. Sure, I do think Ohio State's a better program right now than Michigan. Michigan had an all-time win against Ohio State. Uh, first time in, what, a decade? They deserved the chance to prove that they could be a unique special team, and they got punched in the mouth, and they were just a, a, a really good Michigan team, the best that we've seen in years. But even then, the really good Michigan team, just like a really good Penn State or a really good Wisconsin or a really good uh, you know, uh, Michigan State team, they're going to get blown out in the college football playoff unless they are an all 
all-time special, unique team. But but a Big Ten team deserves that chance, especially if they take down Ohio State. I do think if Ohio State played Georgia, the game probably would have been a little more interesting. C.J. Stroud is special, and uh, they could at least maybe score a little bit. This Georgia team and this Alabama team, though, are the two best teams in college football. They, they deserved a rematch. I think it's going to be a great game. I, I can't re- wait to watch. I, I, I hope you tune on in, but I hope if you're a fan of college football, you understand what I'm saying. Root for Bama because dynasties are good. It gives all the other fans. It gives me a Texas fan. It gives me a fan of the Big Ten. It gives me a fan of my own NIU Huskies a way to say, you know, listen, hey, you know, it's not that Georgia and the rest of the SEC is that much better. They're not. The Big Ten can beat the SEC on any given day, and we see that with the bowl records. It's just that there's this really, really special, special dynasty happening. If Georgia wins, it gives the SEC more of a leg to stand on to say, no, we're just that much better than everyone else, and it's not close. And I think that's bad for college football, especially with the NIL and the money that the SEC will be handing out to student-athletes. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO. App brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Um, when we come back, Aaron Rodgers' thoughts. I, I, I want to get to a lot of these quick hitter topics at the end, so uh, try to make sure we have enough time for it. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is not wrong. But he's not 100% right. Uh, the reporter that called Aaron Rodgers a jerk is not wrong, but he's not 100% right. There's always gray in between this. I'll try to w- get through the weeds on this. Uh, my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the MVP situation when we come back. You're listening on The Mark, News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. If wisdom teeth come in properly and meet the right conditions, they are generally safe to keep. But left unchecked, They can put you at risk for gum disease, tooth decay, and damage to adjacent teeth. Some wisdom teeth grow in at such an angle that they never break through the gum, which can lead to tooth decay, gum disease, cysts, and tumors. These impacted teeth can only be seen on x-rays, so the damage they may cause can go undetected if they are not checked by a dental professional. Some people just don't have enough room for another tooth in their mouth, so their wisdom teeth can affect adjacent teeth when they come in. This can make it difficult to chew difficult to keep them all clean and misalign your teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination. If your wisdom teeth do need to be removed, the procedure can be done in an office setting with minimal post-operative pain and swelling. Remember, pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Find your local oral and maxillofacial surgeon at myoms.org. Take us anywhere, Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO, and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who are making a difference, who get out there and take action, who prove every day that they are so much more than a color. Here's to the people who are more than pink. Get involved at Komen.org slash more than pink. Susan, it's your advisory continues until 9 p.m. tonight. Overcast skies today with a high of 36. Southerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Overcast again tonight. Scattered rain showers likely. Lows dip down to about 22. Daytime highs approaching 26 tomorrow. Lots of sunshine outside. Right now, 27. 
Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark is brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Uh, over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. Uh, what does that mean? Well, that means Cunis has such a massive network of dealers. Uh, you can find a car online. Go to CunisQuincy.com. Uh, it may not be at the Cunis Quincy location at 221 North 36th Street, uh, their Honda Hyundai location here. It may be in one of their other locations, but they can get it for you to come down and test drive uh, within, you know, as quick as 24-hour turnaround. That's what happened with my truck when I bought it from Cunis Honda Hyundai. So excited to have them on board for 2022. And uh, if you find out more, CunisQuincy.com, shop online, uh, check them on out. Tell them Mark sent you when you stop by the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right. Um, Let's let's talk Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers made some noise this week because he had to. Uh, he was called out by Hub Arkush, and if you don't know who Hub Arkush is, um, Hub is a guy I've been following for years because he actually writes uh, for the Northwest Herald uh, in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Shout out Crystal Lake, Illinois, getting a shout out uh, my hometown, and he's been writing and covering the Chicago Bears for so long. He does stuff for the Associated Press. He is one of the fifty. MVP voters and a hub you could sit there and say well he's just a Bears homer he's calling on Aaron Rodgers but because of he's he's had so much interaction with Aaron Rodgers over the years uh, gets access to ask questions Aaron Rodgers is a, is a reporter uh, hub has a sense of Aaron Rodgers he knows Aaron Rodgers and he was on the Danny Perkins show in Chicago, 670 score great work they do up there uh, they, they, and he said I'm paraphrasing here, but he did use the word jerk. He said Aaron Rodgers is basically the biggest jerk in the league, and because of what he did in the off season uh, and his and 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 everything going on with the vaccine and missing a game, I don't think he is the most valuable player, and and he's not valuable to his team in that way uh, as a leader, and so he's not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP. Now, I will. Start by defending Hub in saying that every single person has a right, if you're an MVP voter, to be subjective because it's not a vote for who has the best stats. That is the that is the guidelines, the criteria, and just that's what you have to vote for. If that's what it was, you wouldn't even vote. You would just have a, you know wait for the end of the year and you see the statistics and you give the person the award. There is subjectivity to it. What does valuable mean to you? He does make a valid point in the sense that Aaron Rodgers uh, was not great in the offseason. He missed OTAs. Uh, he thought in a lot of ways he was above the team in those in those moments. Uh, he did lie about. The vaccine status, um, or wasn't exactly 100% truthful. He did miss a game due in part to being unvaccinated. Um, now, if he was vaccinated, would he have gotten COVID possibly it's, and, and miss a game? Yeah, we're seeing it happen uh, all across sports right now. Uh, but he has a, a right to make that determination, and I, I'll defend Hub's right to do that. Do I think it's 100% accurate, and I, would I count that against him? No, not necessarily, uh, but he has a right to feel that way. Now, I will say this, though, uh, in criticism of Hub. If you're a voter for the MVP, I would never, ever, ever disclose the reasons in that way why I'm not voting for someone being personal and using personal attacks like jerk. Listen, do I think Aaron Rodgers is the best guy on planet Earth? 
No. Do I think he's the worst guy on planet Earth? Well, absolutely not. He's not even the worst guy. He's not even close to the worst human being in the NFL. We just saw Antonio Brown and, uh, and the accusations you know, against him. And there's plenty of other people in the NFL who have uh, been accused of a lot worse than Aaron Rodgers, which is basically uh, he's unique and he doesn't want to get vaccinated. You know, you know what I mean? And being kind of mean and aloof to teammates at times uh, and the media members. Uh, but I, I think I, I just don't think you should do that as an MVP voter. You can sit there and say, listen, no, I'm actually going to vote for Joe Burrow because this, this and this. And if people ask you, then, well, why not Aaron Rodgers? You can say, well, you know, I just think the other guy is more deserving in that way. Uh, certainly easier ways to go about it. But Hub wanted to make a little some headlines. I'm banging my foot here in the new studio. Get used to it. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 you know, he has a right to do that. I, I just can't defend that. I, I can't defend the fact that uh, you're going to use personal attacks to go on out. Now, as far as Aaron Rodgers responding, Aaron Rodgers has every right to respond to Hub, call him a bum as he did, and I support Aaron Rodgers' right to do that, to go on the Pat McAfee show and make those statements. In defense of Aaron Rodgers, also say this. He, he the numbers he's put up and the way he's played for Green Bay, I, I think it's 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 a silly argument to say he's not the MVP of the league. It, the way Aaron Rodgers plays quarterback, the eye test alone is shows that he's deserving of the MVP award. Now I came out in the show a couple weeks ago and said Jonathan Taylor should be it. And I still think that Jonathan Taylor should get extreme consideration for the MVP. And I hate, 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 hate that the MVP is just becoming the quarterback award. I, I, I honestly, at one point in time, you're just going to have to find a way to make a best quarterback award and then also an MVP award. And it can maybe be a quarterback as well, but... There's so much value to what Joe Burrow is doing. There's so much value to what Jonathan Taylor is doing. There's so much value to what uh, Derek Carr is doing. I think all three of those guys, in a lot of ways, are more valuable to their organizations and what they're doing for their team to be in the spots they're in versus Aaron Rodgers is with a, a rock solid organization from the top down. They have a ton of great players. They have a, a really great coach, a lot of continuity, but Aaron Rodgers is the reason they are going to be the one seed and 14 win team and, and the, the most wins. He is, he brings that level of, of talent and value when you watch him. Uh, he is the best player in the league right now. So, I, I, I do wish the, the, the NFL would start to look at, can they make an award that's just like, dude, the best player. That guy's the best player. And, and that would be Aaron Rodgers this year. That would have been Aaron Donald a couple of years ago, you know, in a row. That would be Aaron Rodgers this year. But then the MVP award can be more subject, subject, uh, subjective. It should be Joe Burrow in that regard. If you're talking about just value to the organization, the Cincinnati Bengals are in the playoffs. He, he destroyed his knee last year. He's coming back and what he's done to get them uh, to win a tough division. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a valid argument to, to be made for that. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP, and in a lot of ways he should because he's the best player, and the MVP's turned into the best player award. And he is phenomenal this year, and he's got his team to a 14 win. And I hate to say it, he has a right to defend himself against Hub. Hub has a right to say what he does. I don't agree with the, the take, uh, but... Uh, for it to be blown up, it's a lot of media nonsense and blowing it on up. But Aaron Rodgers has a right to defend himself against a, a writer basically calling him a jerk, uh, even though I do love Hub and, uh, and all the stuff he puts on out. You're listening to the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis on Hyundai, your number one.
one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. If you've been driving around with a car with no heat, go to Cunis today, 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Uh, they will get you into probably a newer vehicle for less payment. Uh, they're just what they're doing is phenomenal right there over at Cunis Honda Hyundai. And tell them Mark sent you when you pull into the dealership. When we come back, I got four topics I want to hit on, and I got about eight minutes to do it. So going to be some quick fire stuff and some strong thoughts on AB, Super Bowl in Dallas, Kyrie, Big Ben. Don't go anywhere. Live and local, it's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. HMO and the KHMO mobile app. That's right, and uh, this is On the Market. I am Mark Hespin. Uh, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Uh, you can follow the show, On the Mark KHMO, on Facebook. If you're joining on the Facebook Live, thank you so much for tuning in that way. Uh, we are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. you got to ask them about their complimentary uh, lifetime powertrain warranty guarantee, the no-fear guarantee, new and used vehicles. Uh, listen, if if you're driving around in a vehicle and you're paying way too much, stop by Cunis Honda Hyundai. If you just want something new, stop by Cunis Honda Hyundai. If you're just looking to get out of your vehicle and uh, and trade down or do something different, stop by Cunis Honda Hyundai. They what they're doing for people right now, it's just incredible. Begin the trip at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, the Honda and the Hyundai dealership, or just go to cunisquincy.com, shop online. That's what I did. All right. Uh, so four quick-hitting stories, and I got about seven minutes to do it. The Super Bowl could be moved to Dallas. This is great by the NFL to be a, pre- a preemptive. COVID cases on the rise. Uh, California, a very left-leaning state uh, that has been uh, more uh, COVID aggressive with lockdowns, like in Illinois or New York. Uh, and the Super Bowl is supposed to be in Los Angeles. Texas, like a lot like Elon Musk, will welcome you with open arms. Uh, a lot like Florida as well. They're going to have no regulations, and I think it's smart uh, for the for – for the NFL as a business, um, listen, I don't want to get into the COVID, you know, is this wrong? I'm just saying it's smart of them as a business to have a backup plan. Jerry's World in Dallas is a great backup plan. It's a dome. You don't have to worry about weather. Uh, you just can immediately move the teams to Dallas. There's a, there, there's a bunch of uh, uh, there's a great facilities for the teams to use. They've hosted Super Bowls before, and there's a bunch of hotels. Uh, the media, you could accommodate everything you need. Uh, it's big enough. It's, uh, it's, you don't have to worry about weather like Miami or you know, Ta- Tampa. It was just there. Or Jacksonville. Just get the Jerry's World locked up as a backup plan, and and it's, uh, it's crazy that we're here uh, still dealing with this in that regard. But the NFL is, and it's smart for them to have a backup plan. I don't think it'll happen. I think LA understands the Super Bowl being in LA, showing off that new stadium is important, and uh, and uh, I think the Super Bowl will be in LA. But it's smart of them to have the backup plan, and Dallas is the best place for the backup plan. Uh, Antonio Brown. I just want to say this. The fact that he's calling out Tom Brady now, and I don't know if you've seen the clip this morning going around viral, and it's um, it's disturbing in a lot of ways. Antonio Brown just kind of rambling about a he's better than Gronk, he's better than Mike Evans, better than Godwin, better than anyone they have. He's the best pass catcher. I, first off, I just don't think that's true. Mike Evans right now at this point in his career is better. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Godwin at this point in his career when he's healthy is better. Uh, Antonio Brown, 
turning on Tom Brady, a guy, the only reason Antonio Brown was back in the league, we forget about this. One of the reasons A.B. was out of the league is because of the off-season drama that he was involved in with uh, sexual assault allegations, assault allegations, you know, uh, things with delivery drivers, police called him in his uh, home in Hollywood, Florida with with uh, the mothers of his children. I mean, Antonio Brown has had a long rap sheet. Not only the fact of all of that, but the fact that, you know, the way he behaved with the Raiders and he got signed there and then basically was just like, I don't want to be here. So the Antonio Brown, only reason he was in the NFL, had a shot playing football, is not because he's not talented enough. He is talented enough to be playing. Is because Tom Brady stuck his neck out for him. Now, Russell Wilson was willing to do it as well. Antonio Brown's career in the NFL is done. It's just done, and uh, and it's it's ending on a way in in a weird way, worse than anything else we've seen from like a Terrell Owens or a Chad Ochocinco or any of those guys because Antonio Brown's talent and numbers he's a Hall of Famer and the stretch he had it's incredible but now Antonio Brown's career is ending here in 2022 and in 2027 how can you vote for Antonio to be on a first ballot Hall of Famer you just can't do it and he said I think if 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 you know and all these people saying he needs to help and needs help. Listen, Antonio Brown has people in his camp. He's got an agent. He's got family. He's got uh, friends. He's got people and I'm sure they're trying to talk to him and they're advising him. What can you do? He's a grown man. He's got to make his own decisions. got to make his own choices. Go on his own. The podcast he's choosing to do. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I feel so bad for Antonio Brown. He needs help. Do I think Antonio Brown would be as a human being would be served well by by laying low by getting help and by you know seeing some people and, and taking care of his money and focusing on his family and trying to you know stay in shape and get back in the NFL I do I, I do I think what Antonio Brown is doing with Facebook lives going on podcasts and sending out weird text messages screenshots on Twitter is bad I do I don't think it's just servicing him at all but I'm not going to sit here and play doctor and say that he's got this issue this issue and this issue, uh, I just know what I what I see is that uh, the way he's behaving is is teams are not going to take a chance on him, and it's hurting what is a Hall of Fame career. Uh, and you should not be calling out Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't need you, Antonio Brown, and you sitting there saying he does need you. Let's give me a bad look when the Tampa Bay Bucks are hosting the Super Bowl trophy again. And he's given fuel to a very motivated Bucks organization to prove him wrong. Kyrie Irving back in the league had 22 points back in uh, Indiana. So if you remember, Kyrie Irving, we talked about at the beginning of the season, he's not playing for the Nets because he's unvaccinated. And they play in Brooklyn and in New York. Uh, the law is if you're playing in a, if you're in a stadium, you're working in a stadium, being in a stadium, you have to be vaccinated. He is not. So the organization basically said, we're not going to have you play half the games and miss half the games, even though he said he'd be willing to play the road games uh, that he's allowed in the stadiums like Indiana, uh, but not in New York. Uh, but the COVID's got so bad for the team, they're missing so many players, they called him up, he played. We'll see how the rest of this is a fascinating storyline for the rest of the year. Do the Nets keep this going? And in the playoffs, is Kyrie Irving playing road games and missing home games? We'll wait to see. It is fascinating, though. And it was great to see him back out there. I mean, Kyrie Irving, again, it's hard. He is such a great talent. He's such a great player. He's so fun to watch. But he just, uh, you know, he doesn't do himself the service of actually playing NBA basketball. 
His teammates are all vaccinated to play basketball in Brooklyn. Uh, he's not, you know, I, I'm not going to be critical of him. He ever to each their own, and I support the right to choose. I'm just saying, if your if your goal is to play basketball, win championships, and be a Hall of Fame player, he's not doing what that takes, uh, and it's sad because he's uber uber talented. Finally, Big Ben. I will have a lot of thoughts of Big Ben when the season's over. I just want to quickly say. I love that he got that moment on Monday Night Football. Big Ben Roethlisberger is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a he's a very unique talent, one of the unique unique talents we've ever seen in the NFL. And overall, over the past ten years of his career, especially, it's been a disappointment. I think Big Ben Roethlisberger should have won more, should have had a chance to win more. A lot like Aaron Rodgers, there's been chance where you're like, how is this guy? Not one more with the stats or the players he played with. Uh, but we'll examine all of that little for another time. But I, I will say it's going to be sad to see Big Ben go. But Big Ben is a first ballot Hall of Famer, a deserved first ballot Hall of Famer. And I'll make that case um, like I did with Eli Manning. And I'll make the Phil Rivers case as well uh, in the offseason. But uh, shout out to Big Ben. It was cool to kind of see that last moment. Thank you so much for tuning on in to On the Mark. Good to be back. Good to be live. Uh, in the new KHMO studio and uh, excited for the uh, month of new shows and playoff football. We'll dive into all of it. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hesman. Follow the show on the Mark KHMO. Shout out to Kunis Honda Hyundai. Excited for them to be back uh, in my corner this year.